Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better with their minds. And now, gentle listener, sit back and let the delight of science, comedy, and ignorance flow through your ear holes, into your ear bones, transformed into electrical signals that will tickle the pleasure centers and the learning centers of your brain as you enjoy another episode of Smart Enough to Know Better! Knowing full well that almost immediately those memories will start to be overwritten by slightly different memories. That's fooling right. you into thinking that you know something that you don't. <laughs> and maybe then you should try something you really enjoy right now. So a drug or a loved one or both <laughs> to keep those memories intact. Or, or don't do anything illegal. Or you could watch <laughs> black books. Oh, that's who that was. Mr. Bill Bailey. Mr. Bill Bailey. Telling us that we're smart enough to know better. Well, well, not really us. I mean, it's nice, but it's great, but it was sent in by a listener. We, yes, thank you, Scott. And, and Yes, thank you, Scott. Um, we, we didn't actually meet Bill Bailey. I'm like, yay, Bill Bailey's on our podcast. But Bill Bailey's not actually... If you're, if you're waiting for Bill Bailey, he, that's it. Just go back and listen to the start over and over again. That's what I did. <laughs> It'll make our hits really high. Aha. <laughs> Just download the whole thing. I got to see his show. Show. Brilliant show. Bill Bailey's stand-up show. Oh, okay. So what I should have done is at the end waited around for him to come out like Scott did mm, mm. and chat to him afterwards. Didn't get to. Oh, Went go. straight home to bed to have some hot cocoa and sleep under a tartan blanket. <laughs> Supposedly Bill Bailey's really nice about that sort of stuff. A lot of people in Brisbane said that he was very happy to have a quick chat at the stage door and have photos taken. And I'm not saying you should rush Bill Bailey now, but he seems like a very nice guy. It's a social media landscape. Mm, well, now, yeah. if you are rude to anyone, boom, it's out there. That's true. Spread around the internet. Oh, terrible. But he was lovely to a podcast he's probably never heard of and probably and never will. <laughs> I saw something, and you were right now. You probably saw it too. I, well, I hope saw, so. I saw the sun stop shining. Yes. I saw it stop shining. Or more precisely, you saw it shine even more than you ever have before. Well, well, technically it didn't stop shining. Yeah. Something got in the way of the sun. So Greg Chad, and I Chad, actually. went on a smart enough comedy tour of Queensland. Road trip! <laughs> we, dro- we jumped in a van, hired a van and drove... I All think the 12, way, twelve over twelve hundred kilometers. Oh, um, uh, nearly no, no, more than that. Two thousand, two thousand k's. Two thousand. Sorry, Close yes, two thousand k's. Two thousand k's to that? get up to Mariba. What's that? One thousand three hundred or one thousand four hundred miles for our American Who listeners. Knows? <laughs> madness. I'll in. move to metric. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's divisible by ten. It's that's, a no-brainer. That's true. They, 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 but you know, hmm. we'll go there. Yes, but we drove about two thousand kilometers all the way to Cairns, all the way to the east coast of Australia, one of the prettiest east yes. coasts. Well, actually, we went straight to Mariba. Well, yes, we didn't We didn't pass through Cairns. But people, don't know we, where, people have no idea where Mariba no, is. No, it's near Cairns. <laughs> it's near Cairns. It's, it's 100 kilometres inland. We were invited by, by ABC 60 Radio. 60 kilometres oh. or about 35 miles. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Or about uh, two, 290 fathom <sighs> Troy units. How many, how many cubits? I don't know. I'm going to look that up, actually. I need to know. I, I do. I feel like we're dwelling on the least, oh, right. the less but interesting things. Solar eclipse! We went and saw a solar, a total solar eclipse. Right. Now, I, if you've ever seen a partial solar eclipse, 
It's nothing. Suck it. Suck it. It's Suck boring. It. Uh, you, you, are, you are a failure for looking at it. No, it's not true. Mm. But, but um, you're not as good as us for seeing a total solar eclipse. It was amazing. It was, we had the glasses and we, and we saw the moon slowly. Mm. And we haven't talked about it yet. No, 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 no. We decided we weren't going to talk about it We until didn't say now. a word all the way three days back in a car. We did not say, we, just, we ignored each other. Awkward, frosty in a, silence. In a terrible, passive-aggressive move, which I'm sure will damage the podcast and our friendship. Irrecoverably. <laughs> you idiot, you can't even speak. Oh, see, there you go. That's, sorry. There, it's already started. But isn't it amazing? I would, I would highly recommend uh, people taking the bloody effort and, and going and seeing a total solar eclipse. It was... Uh, it's you, like, know, you know how... It's something you've never seen before. You know how women, uppity mothers, will tell you... Oh, being pregnant is something that I can't explain to you, but it's like nothing that I've mm. ever felt before. That's what a solar eclipse it, it is. is. It is. And what, for the listeners who so don't understand why, you see pictures, you go, oh, it gets dark, and you can see the corona around the sun, and then all the, the million degree bit, like the atmosphere of the sun going past where you normally can see because it it's not that bright. But it's not that. It's, it's the fact that it all gets dark, but not, yeah. it's well, not well, dark. This, this is how it's it's not started. Dark. What, it starts and it's it's getting a little bit dimmer, mm, mm. but not really. Maybe like a cloud. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising how little sun you need to light everything up like it, there's a full sun in the sky. This, that's right, yes. So 80% you don't gone. Even notice. You don't really notice. And you it. don't even notice. No. When it gets down to like maybe 4%, mm. it starts to get dim and it starts to get dim quickly. Yeah, but, but in, a, it in doesn't, a weird way. In a weird way. In, and I, I realised what one of the main things is, is it gets really dim like a cloud has passed over the sun. But ev- all the shadows are still crisp, mm, so yes. it's a it's a very alien landscape. But the sun the sun doesn't seems the angle of the light is wrong. Your brain's going this is twilight or this is this is dawn, but it's not in the right position in the sky, and and you you don't realize how much you're programmed to to work out where your brain knows where the sun's going to how it all looks because you've seen it every day of your mm. life or, or you kind of wear it. It's all programmed into you. But when you when it's wrong, when the sun's going down, but it's a hand span above the above the horizon. Mm. That's wrong. And your brain yeah. goes, uh, 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 I can't fathom it. Yeah. To me, it, I kept thinking things were super saturated, like colours were getting wrong. I'm colourblind anyway, but still, colours were going wrong. And, and mm. Well, it was getting the, yellower. The sharpening, the sharpening it, everything was still sharp, so you didn't have that mm. dusk kind of long shadow thing. It was all very weird. And lights came on, all the... the, um, yeah. the but, but further away, so the further away from the sun, you can see these lights go, pink, as in, as in street lamps, pink. Pink coming towards you, like something was coming towards you, like, ah, <laughs> and it just got and stars came out. Yeah, and it, it's, ah. it, then it, it did. It became dimmer and dimmer mm. and dimmer, and suddenly, boom! We saw a couple of stars. If you've ever been in a, a, a like a nice sunny day, and then a big thunderhead has come across really quickly and changed the whole landscape in mm. like a couple of minutes, you go, "Oh my god!" It was sunny one minute, and then the next minute it was cloudy, and the whole day had changed. It's like that, but within the span of about six or seven seconds. And, and but I. The light I actually disagree. Sucks out of everything. I just disagree. It's not. It's not like a cloud. It's not like a cloud. No, no, no. But, the, but that change in the oh, environment right. yes. is so shockingly is. quick. Yes. Yeah. And and, you, and you, even even with the, cla- the the storm scenario, you go, wow, that that really felt weird and yeah. alien and foreign. Imagine it happening in six seconds. And the sky is blue. The sky is bright blue. Yeah. And, and, and until it's not, of course. Because sky is more blue, light in the then, sky. Yeah. <laughs> and just. And all the light just sucks out of the environment. The sun is in the east, yes, and it's now a big black spot, and you can see flares coming out that are, are probably the width and a half again, maybe two widths of the sun 
out from the sun. But yeah, but like it I, looks like a children's I, drawing I'd, with I'd all those flares I'd say, on it. I'd say it would be about the width of the sun again. I wouldn't go too far out, but that's okay. We're quibbling over it. Yeah, but it's yes, it is. It is quite large. No. It looked big. It, it did, hangs yes. in the sky like yes. a really big thing. Yes, well, that much doesn't than, look natural. much bigger than a full moon. You, you know what a full moon looks like, and suddenly there's something much bigger than the full moon. And we don't have anything in the sky bigger than the full moon. The full moon is pretty well. The sun and the full moon are roughly the same size, but you don't look at the sun because no. it burns your eyes. So it, it's it, it's suddenly this big thing as you said that's kind of and it's balefully kind of flaring at you quietly mm. it's not moving it's weird the corona's not moving so much that it, you can see it move but yeah, well it'd have to be going pretty quick but you think it is my brain kept going that should be moving because it's all wispy kind of yeah. tendrils it's coming like from the a sun. cloud sort of locked in the sky it's, it was very very weird it was um oh. an amazing experience yeah absolutely amazing experience now you look to the north oh yes and there's blue there's like a little crest of blue mm. sky in the north and then and you look to the south, a little crest of blue sky, because you could see that where the atmosphere isn't being put into full shadow. That's right. To totality, we, we were standing pretty much in the centre, just off centre of totality. And so we had probably about 100, 150 kilometres north to, and north and south of us, which was in darkness, and the rest of it was then light. So your brain's like, why is that all light? Where are the clouds? What's going on? Mm. Climb a tree. So, I, yeah, I really had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then I had a radio guy, the ABC, who, who wanted us to be there to have a chat, then sticks a microphone in my face and expects me to have rational conversation. So, Greg, how, what are you feeling and thinking about right now? Humana, 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 humana. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Apparently they wanted some sort of emotional response Emotional. rather than witty repartee. Yeah, well, <laughs> rubbish. But anyway, give it a go. There's one in 2017 in, I would say it wrong, Gabon. Yeah. Well, it lit up again. We didn't talk oh, about okay. that. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Because it lasts for a minute and 40 seconds. And you, did, yes. and you could feel that it was coming. You but, knew that it was it only going to last for me, a moment. Stopped, because you're watching the partial eclipse come into, like, like move, going, yep. move going across, and you oh, and you watch it, and, you, and then suddenly it's st- it, almost like it stops mm. right on. So for a minute and 40, it's, the moon just seems to go, no, that's it, we're done. I have stopped orbiting for you. It's <laughs> over. And then it goes, oh, okay, and it moves off. I know it's not. It's yeah, just the way the, but it the, does look a lot it like really it. really does. It's really odd to get what's happened to orbital mechanics and everything I've ever learned about science. And then the, and then it's like a, just a gigantic explosion in the distance get, as get the, the diamond. sun pops out the mm. other side. There's a big flare because your eye is obviously heavily dilated. Uh, open, not dilated. Open? Di- oh, yeah. Oh, Dilation? Is di- that? Oh, you're right. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Sorry, yes, yes. It's really strongly mm. dilated because it thinks it's, it's gone to night vision mm. mode or, mm. or di- twilight mode. And suddenly there's this big flare in the sky and your eye only has a moment to sort of sh- contract mm. again. You shouldn't be looking at you it. You shouldn't be looking at it. <laughs> and everyone's yelling, put your glasses on! Put your glasses on! on! We're going to be blind! <laughs> and you look around you and the whole world just lights up in... Yeah. in Four seconds, it just goes boom. Here and we you, are again. And once again, you only got that's only like one or two percent of the sun coming out from beside the the moon. Mm. So it's really amazing. Once again, how little the sun has to appear to get so much light back. It, it's as in almost standard light, very very quickly. Mm. Very exciting. Very exciting. But yes, if you if you want to see one, there's one in Africa next year, 2017. Gabon, 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 Gabon. I said wrong. Sorry, sorry, Africa. Sorry, our Gabon listeners. And then there's one in 2017 across the mainland US. That'll be a big one, I think, for the mm. Western people. Lots of people will go there. Across Kentucky and a few other states in in that rough area. So right, pretty much right across mainland US. And there's others as well. But the next Australian one is 2028, and that's right across Sydney Harbour, right across oh, Sydney Harbour. That will be the maddest city on the world. So to, so. Everyone in the future start going, oh, I can't possibly afford to travel. 2028, put a dollar a day aside. You could be here. You could be here with the smart enough to know better ancient men at that time. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will still be. At that point,
point in time, we'd be up to the 30th year of our podcast. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> that can't be right. Wait, no. What year is it? What year is it now? Oh, you're eclipsing my brain. <laughs> well, this is it, Wellington. May I say that it has been an honor and a privilege to explore the Pacific Islands with you. You too, Farthingsworth. Who would have thought that this was how we were destined to go out? Cooked and eaten by cannibals. Uh, uh, hold on. What's the date today? It's the 9th of September at approximately 11.26. Hot damn, Wellington! What luck! We're only a minute from a predicted solar eclipse! I don't understand. Follow my lead. People of the Ungundo, heed my words! We are powerful gods! Set us free, or we shall blot out the sun! Good thinking, Farthingsworth. You are no gods! Then feel my wrath! Farthingsworth, what, what's wrong? It's not working. Yes, it is! Behold! The sun is partially eclipsed! See, as the environment around us gets partially dimmer. Ah, a partial eclipse. I'm not sure that that's impressed them. Maybe if we pass around the solar eclipse glasses. We didn't bring any. Oh, good point. Ah, the total solar eclipse would be much more impressive. <clears throat> Set us free or on the... Hold on, let me let me work this out. Um, carry the one on the on the fourth of April, two thousand and eighty-nine. I shall plunge this entire land into darkness for up to two minutes and nine seconds. This isn't really working. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I'll ramp it up. Release us, savages! Or on the twenty-third of October at five forty-eight p.m., I shall cause a tide that is substantially higher than usual. Hmm. Yes, they remain unconvinced of our divinity. Sometime in the next 40,000 years, I shall cover this land in ice? That seems like clutching at straws. Um, with the addition of enough carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, I shall raise the temperature of the planet by up to three degrees, creating devastating weather disturbances and raising the sea level. That's hard enough to convince people of at the best of times. I shall take this metal stick and breathe fire from its mouth! Oh, sh**! A Smith and Wesson 45! Uh, okay, let's all remain cool! We'll let you go! You had a gun this entire time? Bow down to me, unbelievers! <laughs> and now it's time for... Riddle me this! Riddle me this, where we like to tell riddles to each other. Well, actually, I've just been telling riddles to Dan. Maybe. Yeah. And Dan tries to work them out. We've had some good ones. I've had some good feedback from people. So here's another riddle All sent right. to us from a listener. All right. I'm so, limbering up. Limbering up. Limbering that brain up. We have a bunker with no windows and only one door, a big steel door that slides back into the wall. I'm uncomfortable about where this is going. There are three switches on the outside wall. Yes. Three switches. And inside the bunker, you've been told that there is a light bulb. 
a light bulb connected to one of the three switches. If you flick a switch, you could switch the lights on, of course. One of them will switch it on. And if you open the door, then you can no longer flick switches. Right. So no. the door deactivates the light, the, the switches. The switches, yes, basically. And then once the door's open, it doesn't ever close again. That's it. You just open your doors. What? Uh, how can you flick the switches to be certain which switch switched on the light? So is there a starting situation for the light bulb? The all you know, it, oh, the, the, so let's say all the switches are, are in the off, well, in the down position. What's the opposition? In the down position. Yep. The door is closed yes. and the light bulb is off. Okay. I will give you that. Yes. They're all in the down position. Yes. So if you flick one of the switches up, it might switch the light on, but then you've got to open the door to find out. Right. And so I only know which. Only, only one, one of the, the switches switches, switches on the, the light. light on. Other two switches do nothing. Right. You can't feel the difference. Okay. And what I need to do is, at the end, know for certain which one of the switches switches on, switches on the switched light. Switched on the light, yes. Switched on the light. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, he's thinking. Oh, okay. I love this thought. I love this well, moment. I guess that the listener will have until the end of the podcast to work this out. They certainly will. They certainly will. Except for Michael, who sent it in to us. He already knows the answer and is already laughing, laughing at you, Dan. He's, just, he's, he's taunting you. Oh, no, I've got it. Oh, right. You'll just have to wait, wait till the end of the podcast. I haven't got it. I'm going to have to spend some time working this out. But uh, you'll just have to wait until later in the podcast to find out how I did. <laughs> Have you ever been told, Dan, that you're infectious? I have an infectious personality. It's true. It's true. It leaves spots on many people. Can't get rid of me at all. <laughs> no matter what we do, you just can't seem to get rid of Dan. Now, wh why do you think that is? Wait, what was the question? Well, well do people, people say that you're infectious? Why, why would they infectious? say that? I don't, I'm just saying infectious personality. Uh, because I communicate stuff. You communicate stuff? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. But that's how you think because you communicate stuff, people say you must be infectious. Well, I'm going to give you another reason that people might say that you're infectious is because you, Dan Beeston, are 8% virus. It's true. It's all true. I pump myself full of cold and flu all that. Wait, how, wait, how do you know? You are 8%. 8%? 8% It's like a whole head. That's <laughs> not my head, is it? Your head is 8%. 8% of your entire body is <gasps> virus. It's not my genitals, is it? Yes, unfortunately for the frog princess, Yes, it is. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But don't worry, Dan. It's not just you who's 8% virus. Every human being on Earth is about 8% virus. Well, that's it. I'm buying a giant transparent bubble to live in. <laughs> it won't help you. You're inside the bubble. Oh, God. So you have to buy like a 92% bubble that you can put only 8% of yourself out of. That'd be really weird. But it's you basically, in our genes... 80 now I have a mental image. <laughs> Stop. So 8% of all human beings' our genes are virus genes that was that were transposed from the cyborgs. Oh! Uh, other animals and, uh, and other viruses. And, so it's not like just bacteria in our no, gut no, no, or well, something. Remember, bacteria and viruses are very different things. We have lots of bacteria as well. And yeah. Our entire kilograms of the stuff is like up to about 5 kilograms, I think, of, oh, of okay. foreign matter living inside you that's not you so making you you um, maybe it's a walk of shame it's about in that ballpark now this is eight percent of your genetic code it does not have the same genetic code as you it's eight percent viruses mm. that over the years it's been pointed out that these are uh, endogenous retrovirus and they actually jump into our, our dna and they just sit there and sometimes they're called junk viruses i'm sorry junk dna and they just sit there and sometimes they express 
maybe and kill you. Uh, well, maybe badly, badly yep. activate and do something wrong to your children or whatever. But sometimes the mutations sometimes kick in mm. as well. So this idea. So of, does this happen at conception, sort of time, or like before? They're in, they're in our DNA. Or? No, no, it's, it's, like, it's, it's in it's in our DNA. No, no, no. But how did oh, they, how did it get there in the first place? Passing your parents. Passing your parents. So did the parents get the thing into their like their blood and then? When the, You've, at which point does it bond to the DNA been, strand? This has been going on for millions and millions of years. So you're, you, you're carting around millions of year old viruses yeah. that, that struck down people a long, long time ago and your body has gone, I'll take that as part of me now. So it's, it's jumped on. Some of them didn't express and some of them did. But so they had to get into the spermatosa or into the egg yes. to what move saying, along. According to this is basically that the uh, horizontal gene transfer uh, from between bacteria and animals happens all the time. Oh, we're, wow. We're swimming in a sea of viruses every time you breathe in mm. you're drawing in billions or millions of bacteria and i think hundreds of thousands uh, of viruses and so i've probably got them bonded to my dna right now some of them but, already have yeah yes. but like as a human being mm. some are bonded to my dna but they're not going to be unless they bonded to my spermatosa dna then they're not going to get into my offspring I suppose so. Yes, it does actually happen, though. Your DNA rewrites itself, so it all depends what part of it gets changed ah. over, I suppose, and where, where the rewrite happens. Remember, the code for you, you can be fully rebuilt from any one of your DNA strands. If you take DNA from your nose, it can rewrite Dan Beeston's entire DNA strand. So it makes no difference where the DNA comes from. You, you are a full b blueprint. But I see what you're saying. If you pass on that genetic change, if it, something changes in your spermatozoa, then you would pass it on to your child, and maybe that's where well, some mutations do actually come from. But 8% viruses, people, there you go. I think it's really exciting. Yeah. Did, did it make any mutations in us? Yes, that's what they're saying a lot. Right. Of the, so, uh, so we were like, mate, possibly, very early on, didn't have any ears. Virus came along and started that mutation that Maybe. turned out into our... Maybe, okay. yes. That's one, that's one thing these things... It, basically, it's all the spare code. So instead of evolution having to rewrite everything from scratch, it can go, wait, activate this thing. Hey, it didn't kill it. It made me ten times stronger or whatever. Like this oh, it's like a template system on a website. There you go. And it makes a really crappy website rather than one that was designed. Greg, I've booked us a vacation on the moon of Endor. Oh, the forest moon of Endor? What? Oh, I assume so. Well, this at least explains why it was so cheap. So, I have heard that if you drilled a hole through the earth mm -hmm. and you jumped into the hole, yes. then you'd, you'd go straight through the, the centre and then like, you'd accelerate to the centre. Uh, if you took out all the vacuum, out the, you took out all the air, of course. Yep. So we're running through a vacuum, yes. Yep. And then you'd pop out the other end and you'd mm. sort of make it to the other side and yep. it would take 42 minutes. Right, yes. And if you, yep. if you drilled a tunnel from here to, say, not halfway around the earth... So Brisbane... Oh, so, you mean, like, so if you went Brisbane to London, 42 minutes. 42 minutes. But if you went Brisbane to Auckland... Yes. 42 minutes. Then you jump in the tunnel and there's, <laughs> for some reason, there's no gravity or friction. Because if there was gravity, you'd just land on the bottom yes. of the tunnel. But, yeah. there, I mean, if there's no friction, you'd just skid along the tunnel yeah, anyway. I think as we're talking, yes. Yeah. But, so you'd, it'd be like a slide. Mm. Yeah. And also then, takes 42 minutes. Or also takes 42 minutes because yes. the, the increase of the gravity... There's more, there's, there's more mass. There is, you haven't got the average yeah. distribution of mass yes. on either side of you. Yeah. Yes. I hear this all the time yes. talked about. What I don't hear about is what happens if you get a tunnel that's what that like a meter wide, yes, and you drill all the way through the Earth, and that and you so you just you core the planet, mm -hmm. and that's it. What happens? What happens then? Yeah. 
There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. It would magma and, and once you got through the, so we've never dug through the crust. No. Our crust is up about 20 k's thick, and it's, which is not much when you talk about 6,000 kilometer mm. uh, radius planet. So we've never got through the crust. But the further you go down, you start getting into the mantle, and it starts getting hotter and hotter, and you start getting liquid down there and under great pressure. I assume when you start breaking into things, that's when things start pouring out of the ground. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what a volcano is. It's a crack in the crust, and yep. pressure pushes out. So my guess would be two <laughs> massive volcanoes. Volcanoes, you reckon? Uh, I think that you wouldn't get all the way through. I mean, well, no, no, no. That's all you do. Somehow you just go and oh. you remove the core. Yes. Well, be a lot of atmosphere would rush in as well. You'd have pressure differentials oh, yeah. between the two. Low and high pressure would try and equalize uh. around the planet. But so that so the atmosphere would rush in the top and bottom, but down the maybe, bottom, all yeah. the magma would sort of just thunderclap together. I, I imagine. I, I think my guess would be that that the pressure would try and equalize as pressure does. So the the lots of extra pressure would try all the liquid would try and get out to the low from the high pressure environment to the low pressure environment, which is what kind of happens. Yeah. That's my guess. Am I right? No, I don't know. That's oh, why right. I'm talking. Oh, right. I thought, that's I why I'm you, asking you. I thought you, that would be my guess. I have no fucking idea. It would be a volcano. I, that's my guess. Two, Two volcanoes. Yes. I wonder, would they just be normal-sized volcanoes? They, well, they build. They, they have a whole... Volcanoes, they, would they, volcanoes, would they spurt out? Yes. Well, see, volcanoes don't just happen. There's been lots of ones... When I was a kid, I think it was Argentina, and I, I need to look this up now, but there's a, a farmer, a far, like a poor farmer, and he's just he hears a weird rumbling noise. He looks over, and, and the ground opens up. He's like, well, that's a bit bad. And he backs away from it, and then all this magma slowly creeps out, and ash... Mm-hmm. It's not like a bam. It's just like... And he's like, whoa, in his field, and he moves away, and it keeps building, and it moves away, and it keeps building... It never stops. No. And, and two years later, there's a mountain in where his house used to be. Because this... And, and you get like a shield volcano, one of those kind of very volcano-y looking volcanoes. Mm. So if you did magically ding, make a hole appear right at the center of the earth, my guess would be you suddenly have a lot of nasty things burst out uh, and it would build up a, a, a shield volcano everywhere. Probably wouldn't be a very good idea. No. You'd weaken the crust and that sort of stuff, stress points and fracture points. And you, any kind of fault line nearby would probably ha- go as well because they're all based on pressure. So suddenly you'd have a change in the pressure around the world. Whoa. So maybe the Ring of Fire would crap itself and, and California would float into the sea and Bill Hicks, the comedian's dream of Arizona Bay, would become a, uh, a reality. Ah. If you don't know what I'm talking about there, Arizona Bay, look up Bill Hicks and Arizona Bay. He's very funny, and he's dead. But and it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. So let's not build that elevator then, I guess. Ele- right through the centre of the air. Yeah. Yes, let's not. Uh, <laughs> on this podcast, we don't normally bag stupid people. It's not normally, not my thing. I don't really enjoy it. And I think there's lots of other podcasts and people out there who are willing to point at silly religious stuff around the world and have a yeah, go yeah. at it. Yeah, I mean, you can't... I mean, you can sit there and say, oh, look, I've got the knowledge and this person doesn't have yes. the knowledge, but that person doesn't have the knowledge. But, you know, their upbringing has brought them to that position. Yes. And if I had that, that upbringing, I probably would have been brought to that position as well. Oh, yeah. there, as, as they say, there but for the grace of God do go I, <laughs> ironically, ironically enough. Yes. And I got a very annoyed... I mean, when I first heard about... We'd almost heard now of Malala, the, the young girl who the Taliban shot in the head for wanting to go to school. They shot her in the head twice, called her to the front of a bus and tried to execute her. And, uh, and she lived, though. And so the, 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 she went to England, England. They shot her twice in the head. Yes. And she lived. So don't mess with that young girl. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and that made me... To, to begin with, I went, oh, what a horrible place where she comes from, where, where a girl wanting education is considered a threat to a... Uh, not even a religious organisation, to, to extremist lunatics. And, and I felt something. 
I did get angry, though, until the Taliban tried to explain their actions, saying, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that she was trying to get educated. Oh, no. It was because she was trying to uh, foment uh, revolt and hate for Muhammad. And, 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 I, and I, I, I was driving a car at the time, and when this information came to me... Muhammad? Yes. That... <laughs> oh, dear. But, I mean, all, I mean, all the religious peoples... I mean, I just find... Well, believe what you want to believe. But that really... That made me angry then, because they're trying to justify it now. And the justification for, the, for someone being... A girl, a young girl being shot twice in the head was, oh, she was, she was going to hurt our religion. How? How? She's a small girl. Is your religion so, so... So built on a, uh, on a house, house of... of- Cards, cards, straw, straw cards. Yeah, yeah. That, that it's going to collapse because one little girl goes, "I want to be a doctor." Then, really, I'm sorry to say, your religion sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it because I don't normally come out and say that, but that is bullshit. Yeah, well, that house of cards might have cartoons blow up against it <laughs> and knock it down. Believe what you want. I have no problem with that. And don't tell me what to believe, and don't and don't get tax free thresholds, and don't stop rooting children. That's a different story for a different time. Yeah, uh, that still makes me quite angry. But anyway, I'll talk about that in another more. It's probably for the best that that does make you angry. It, yes, it does. And that, that, that's nothing to do with Muslims. Nothing to do with Muslims. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I, I don't want anyone to go there because it's making me very, very upset. But the one I want to bring up, the silly thing, it's not connected to the last thing. That's the thing that got me angry. Here's the one that made me go, no, church and state are not together. This is in Queensland. So this is Australia, Queensland. And Oh, that is a backwards <laughs> feudal true. system. So these, these, these two ladies in Queensland want to get a driver's license. Yes. Which is cool. They want to drive. Well done. And they go in to get a driver's license. And the person who writes on the forms, they do their their learner's test and all the rest. Yep. Okay. You've got to take off your hijab. Okay. So they need to see more than your eyes. Yes. And they can't identify someone by just their eyes. So these two ladies want a, want a driver's license, which is fine. Everyone wants to learn to drive, and that's a good idea. I think driving is a modern-day skill in the Western world. We want to talk about it. And this is Western world. This is Australia. Yep. And they get told, well, we have to have a photo taken of you for your driver's license, which they refuse. They say their religion refuses to allow them to be photographed. It's not yep. allowed. And so they get told, well, then you can't have a driver's license. That's the state's rule. And you have a religious rule. Yeah. The two, church and state, are separate. So you've got to choose. You have to choose. And they say no, and they take it to the anti-discrimination board, saying they're being discriminated against because of their religion. And they fought from 2009 for three years, spending taxpayers' money to fight the fact that they don't need to have a photo of them on their driver's license, that everyone else has to have. They even said things like, why don't you just take a picture of my car? And therefore, you'll know when you find my car, that car belongs to me. And you're like, because anyone could take your license and use it. (laughs) And it's not you. You are not your car. You are not your khakis. Yeah. To to quote Tyler Durden. The stupidity of this for me, this doesn't make me angry. This is just dumb. Because you just go, there are church laws and there are state laws. And if you want to give a tithe to it, if you want to do that, you know, tithe because your your church tells you to give a 10%, fine. If your religion says you've got to go build a barn with your neighbor, fine. If your your, uh, religion says go out and give coffee to homeless people, Brilliant. I'm all for that. That's really good. That's Free a, coffee. Yay, yay, for, yay for religion doing really nice things. But unfortunately, we have a separation of church and state in this country, and I think in America, and I think in the UK as well, and other places, where we, don't, we have to keep to the rules. And the idea that it's discrimination because they don't get what they want 
really gets on my tits, to be perfectly honest. Well, from a safety point of view, human beings, yeah. how do you check your blind spots when you've got to look through the world through the little rectangle? It's, Those things don't twist at the neck very well. That's a try a lot harder. I mean, I have no problem. People, let's face it, that you could probably get around that. You have little mirrors put up or something or a camera. So you can see how... The, but it, it is very, very weird. I, I want to read out the argument. Let me read the argument that this woman had. Does one need a photograph to be able to drive a car? Of course, one does not need a photograph to drive a car. Any child will tell you that. God gave us all our right to travel on roads freely and it's reflected not only in our constitution, which it's not, it's not in Australia. No. It's, that she's wrong. Uh, but also, I think science gave us our roads in cars. But also in many other covenants and treaties, as is our right to freedom of thought, conscience and religion. Okay, do not, do not tell me that your, that your ability to drive a car is connected to inalienable human rights. That is crap, total crap. And and you go, yes, you don't need a photograph to drive a car, as in no, you don't, but you need to have. A, she's right, you don't need a photograph to drive a car. You need a photograph to get a license. Yeah, to be licensed to drive a car. I just. Ah! Anyway, she failed. And I'm happy to say that the government in the end, after three years, instead of originally going, get nicked and get out, they had to spend three years doing the right thing, I suppose, and checking it, making sure they weren't... Due process. Due process. And now it's gone. Okay, enjoy your religion. Please enjoy it. Otherwise, what are you doing it for? But don't tell a state that's trying to save lives. That's a pretty good thing to have. Stopping violence, stopping people stealing cars, and stopping people driving like morons, that, that you deserve special dispensation. Your religion does not give you special dispensation. My lack of religion does not give me special dispensation. I am no more important than a religious person. A religious person is no more important than me. I feel... Cleansed. You know, Dan, like rainbows, there's not really a lot of songs about eclipses. Except for the Bonnie Tyler song, a really oh, sad one no, that totally eclipses. Don't get me started on that. But why? She's a woman who's had a total eclipse of the heart. No, look, it, it's stupid. It's it doesn't, not stupid. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean that her it's, entire it's, life's been occluded. Like it's, 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 there's a great darkness on it. Listen, it's very sad. Listen to the lyrics. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Yes. Nothing I can do. Total eclipse of the heart. Heartfelt pain, Dan. You wouldn't understand. No, no, no. An eclipse huh? only happens when something is put into shadow. So a lunar eclipse occurs when the Earth comes between the sun and the moon. And a solar eclipse only occurs when the moon comes between the sun and the Earth. The heart is deep inside the chest cavity. It's always in eclipse. It's always in total darkness. The only time that it wouldn't be in a total eclipse is if... You are falling apart! I, I suppose so, but it's it's still something bad across her heart. She's still going to feel it for a long, long time. Oh, you're saying it's a metaphor. Heartfelt metaphor, yes. Well, the maximum possible duration of a total solar eclipse, as specified in the peer review paper, The Maximum Possible Duration of a Total Solar Eclipse by Jean Mias, Published in the Journal of the British Astronomical Association, volume 113, number 6, pages 343 to 348, clearly states that the longest duration of a total solar eclipse is 7 minutes and 31 seconds. I've taken dumps longer than that. Oh my god. 
Bonnie Tyler's a drama queen. Yeah, and on top of that, she broke up with me over text message. I've got a new segment for us. Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, yay! Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> Architecture. <laughs> I was thinking, if you did build a city of gold, mm -hmm. what sort of difficulties would you run into? It's a very soft, malleable metal. It's a very soft, malleable metal. It's also and worth it's a very lot. heavy. It's worth a lot. Well, People... I'm not in an environment where there's lots of gold. Oh, okay. So we're talking, we're start off with, we're... My, my first problem would be every Spanish person from a mile around would descend on your continent and steal it. That would be, that's what, that's... Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that would be a problem. That would be a problem. Not just let's, Spanish. Let's... Not, there's not so, not so, I don't mean Spanish people, but that's who it was back then with, the, you know, South America. That's what you're talking about, cities of gold? Yeah, yeah. One day we will find the conquistadors and conquistadors. Stuff. Yeah, it's like saying that word conquistadors. But before the Spanish turned up, yes, yes. with their pox <laughs> and their fire sticks and their horses and guns, the the theory was that there was an, an entire city of gold there mm. in the jungle. They obviously had access to so much gold mm. that they could build entire cities out of it. It was total crap, by the way. There was never any cities of gold. No, there wasn't. But we're there's not enough was. gold on the planet. I don't think there is. Now there are some buildings that look like they're made out of gold. Mm, mm. Are you talking about actual gold? So we managed to make as much gold as we like. And so we, the actual the bricks are made of gold, everything's made of gold, yes? That's, we're not talking about gold-plated buildings or anything like that? No, because there are gold-plated. Well, not gold-plated, but they've got gold leaf gold all leaf. over them. Right, yeah. So they've gotten a piece of gold and they've mashed it really, really flat mm, and put it mm. against the thing. And there are a number of religious oh, uh, yes. places all over the world that look like they're made out of solid gold. Mm. And even a hotel where everything in the hotel looks like it's made out of gold. Mm. Sounds expensive. Yeah. And it silly. Is ridiculous. So, okay, let's think. It's so a crypto. It's not really crypto archaeology, but crypto. Well, it, it doesn't exist. No, uh, but no one's cited. Oh, actually, no, a, it is. It is. The Spanish thought. I, also, yeah. I, I stand corrected. Let's go back to it. Very, very hard to make any. to hold up under pressure. So, yeah. the bricks down the bottom or the blocks down the bottom would deform very quickly under the weight from the top. Yeah. So, you have to reinforce the hell out of them. So what with? Um, uh, metal in the center. But you've only got gold. Oh you, oh, you didn't say you only had gold. Well, the Seoul city's made out of gold. Oh, okay. And well, it's not... Now... Well, uh, our cities aren't all made out of concrete. No. They have steel reinforcing rods now, and my, things like that. my gold ring is mm. not pure gold because it's got to have, I think, nickel mixed in with it to give it strength. Strength, otherwise, yeah, that's now, right. Now, these don't have that. Oh, They're okay. Pure so purely, gold blocks. Purely gold. So the, the High King Tizlacalikalakal has said, I want a gold city! And everyone's going, not a great idea, sire. But kill that man and get me someone else who'll do it. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Problem. Bricks would deform very, very quickly. Yes. That's a problem. So, uh, the, so the buildings would look saggy. They would, and they would, yeah, the roofs would collapse very quickly and that sort of stuff. Uh, they'd fall to the side. So you have to have, like, flying buttresses of gold, which would probably collapse. A lot of collapsing going on very, very quickly. Yes. That would be a problem. But if you had dudes running around all the time just, like, shoring up and heating up bits, and yeah. you, know, you could probably do it. Uh, um, it's not going to tarnish. That's true, yes. It will, and it will be ridiculously electrically conductive. Ah. That's not a good thing. That's so, interesting, yes. In you don't world, want your... Um, mm, you I mean, would it form like a Faraday cage around you? I mean, you'd be touching it. Yes, but not... So signals wouldn't get through. That's a bad thing. Yeah. As long as it was like a Faraday cage. But if, if a bolt of lightning hit... That would be bad. Uh, well, no. Because it, it, yeah, it, it would it'd run through the gold, but it wouldn't... You. Yes, that's true. Yeah, well, unless your floor is gold and you're standing just on the gold. Well, you are standing on the gold. Yes, yeah, so you. I think it would be bad. Yes, I think it would be a bad thing. Yeah, um, you it would heat up. Yes, and, and that's and, not good. And, and then it would melt. become yeah melt. <laughs> 
That's also yeah. bad. Uh, so, and unfortunately, so it's highly electrical conductive, and therefore it's probably going to be, it will be, in this case, thermally conductive as well. It'd be yes, it would be really hot, hot in the summer and really cold in the winter. Mm. It wouldn't be. It'd be no insulation. Not very good insulation. Gold insulation is not the best idea. Uh, what if you made a golden fleece? <laughs> well, yeah, if you spun it. Oh, it, do you know what a golden fleece is? Um, they would get oh. um, when they were then when they're mining mm. and they'd mine the water and stuff, dealing with water that has gold in it. They'd run it through a fleece, and the gold flecks that they didn't pick up otherwise along the way would get caught in the fleece, oh. and the whole fleece would look golden. Oh, there you go. That's quite clever. Yeah, we could use if you're not, well, we could use that if you allowed us to use fleece, but you're not. No, you could spin the gold. You could spin very, the very, gold very, up, so, so you could actually spin it really, really small, and that would be quite pretty good insulation because yeah. the air is insulating, you're not the, the not at yeah. Side. So you could probably make is you could have unlimited gold. You probably could make a gold insulation, gold that go, foam. Yeah, that would go into your ceiling, and probably quite comfortable gold things to sleep on. On. If you could, if you could spin it out hmm. very, very small, that'd be kind of be kind of cool. You could have gold anti-fly meshes on your on your windscreen on your uh, windows. Nah. that'd be kind of fun. Uh, they'd be heavy though, and they would probably still deform over time. What else? What else? Wouldn't tarnish. It would blind passing traffic if the sun hit it. Ah, right. Yeah, it's very reflective. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's not a good idea. No, um, I suppose if it was that conductive, that you could actually spot a city of gold these days by looking at a lightning tracker on the rainforest and looking for where... <laughs> for where the lightning seems to hit The lightning seems often. to hit a lot more often in a very specific <laughs> point and not so much in the surrounding area. There'd but be like could, a little circle. But you probably could make... You could probably, if you knew that, you'd put big gold masts around your city, away from your city, so that it would hit. But they'd still put... Like, they'd still be big po- points of it. You'd need to scatter them throughout yes. the jungle. Yeah, see, there you go. You, you, you talk about making a whole city out of gold. I'm pretty certain they could make a, ma- a few masts in a, in a jungle. Yeah, that would probably be for the best. And put it on high but what if they didn't think about that? I mean, they didn't have satellite tracking back then. But they also didn't now, have Now, we should be able to find... Yeah, but they had lightning. Yes. So we'll be able to find this city of gold. That's true. Just look at some lightning trackers and spot the, spot the, the O. We've sold El Dorado! I think it's a city of gold. We can get there now. Quickly, everyone. Get your picks and axes. Quickly, to the giant bird! Many times, Dan, on the podcast, you and I have expressed differences in what we think of people. I'm not terribly fond of individual people. I, I like some of them, but I find people kind of hard to deal with on an individual level. It takes me a while to, to get used to them. And, and, yep. and they, they, they sit in my brain then. I, but I like, I have a lot of time and a lot of optimism for humanity and cultures of people. The whole and, bulk of them. Yeah, bulk. I think, I think we work well. But you, on the other hand, we've kind of noticed that you like individual people a lot. Like, yes. You really like people. They're neat and you're very friendly. You're, you're the face. I mean, the, the face, face of, of, of Smart Off No Better. And Kling, I'm, and I'm, the light I'm, shines off my tooth. And I'm the weird golem-like creature that <laughs> in the background. The puppet master. Yeah, that's true. Well, yes, something like that. Uh, and, but you, 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 don't really find, you don't have much time for lots of people. You think like it's like the horror of crowds kind of thing. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. They just the weakest link stuff. You get into a mob, mob mentality. That ain't no good. And that's, that's the thing. I, I used to agree with that. The more people... In fact, I have a sticker on my fridge saying, never underestimate the stupidity of people in large groups. Yeah. And I really believed this for a long time. But it seems like it's just not true. What? It's, the BBC have done a little program, done some tests, talking about the wisdom of crowds. Oh, what would they know? They're just a bunch of people again. <laughs> a bunch of people. But you start doing tests, and I really like this idea. I went, oh, what happens is you start getting an average bell curves. So you get a lot of people all asked the same question, all asked to come up with an idea, all working on the same project. You're going to get the really, really clever people. 
Yep. Who are doing, like, we should all follow all the time. And you're going to get the really, really dumb people or the really, really bizarre people who you should never listen to in any way, shape, or form. Yep. But they're the outliers of the, of the bell curve. And a lot of time we think we've got to find the clever people or the right people and follow them. They'll read us down the right path. Yeah. But there still leaves in the center of the bell curve average people getting it right. And when you average out all their answers and all their ideas, you actually get a good idea. You actually get the right thing to do. Or you start getting people doing the right thing. It doesn't require the elite, the clever elite, or the rich elite, whatever elite you want to follow, to, to answer these questions. I find this really fascinating. And the, and the middle is a very small scale. What they did is they grabbed a whole lot of people, and they said to them, how many jelly beans are in this jar? Ah, the old jelly beans in the jar, jar trick. And so people would say, they look at this jar, and they would say, someone would say, a couple of hundred. And some other people would say a couple of thousand, mm-hmm. 10,000 jelly beans. And they would ask more and more people and more and more people. And what they did is take all the answers and average them out. And in the end, the average was only 10 jelly beans away from the actual number of jelly beans in that jar. The, once you took out the outliers and averaged out all the silliness, uh... they actually got the right idea. The crowd picked it much more accurately than any one person picked it. Right, but it wasn't really the crowd picking it, was it? Well, like you asked the crowd to pick it and they would have gone, Aah! you had to ask a whole stack of individuals. But individuals. Checkmate. No, it's not individuals. Checkmate. It's one to nothing. What's a crowd? Dan's the king. What's? Ah, uh, yeah. What's the crowd made out of, Dan? Individuals. Yes, but oh, normally people. No, I see what you're getting <laughs> so people say that that yeah. I'm not. I'm saying that individuals by themselves don't work very well. I find them. I just find them confusing. But once you get people in the groups, that's okay. All our stupid petty jealousies and and hip thrusting wildness like that before is averaged out by other people. That's what makes it work very well. And why I really like this, it wasn't as if it was that a lot of people came up with a bland idea that wasn't very good. No, they, they, they seem to be saying, no, actually, humanity, our bell curve actually is high enough, is skewed to the positive enough that it's okay to do that. Because if more people were really dumb or evil or, or like self-centered, the bell curve would, would show that. We'd start getting very, very wrong. Uh, and other experiments as well. I just find it really fascinating. But we should probably start listening to each other a bit ah. more as a group of people. So what you're saying is Two wrongs don't make a right, but the more wrongs you have do actually make a right. Well, the more because they're going to be they're going to be uh, uh, a scatter plot of yes, wrongs will wrong. actually come together and actually be more right than just a, a, a small amount of wrongs. That's right. Well, because one person can say the wrong thing, like on this podcast, sometimes we say ridiculous things, nonsense. But we crowdsource with walk of shame, and the walk of shame means that people can write in. And go, actually, maybe you got that right. So it skews us back to the correct path. We actually give better information over a period of time from more brains than just our two brains. Ah, the so, wisdom of crowdsourcing, the wisdom of crowds. So what you're saying is that like, if everyone listening to this podcast went to iTunes and clicked on a rating, then the eventual <laughs> medium of the rating would actually represent the quality of the podcast. Indeed, that's exactly right. I think we should run that experiment. <laughs> we should. Go and rate the podcast yes. on, on, the, on iTunes and write a little review. And if enough of you do it, it will be a truly accurate representation of the podcast five. <laughs> That's subtle. That's subtle. Priming. I like it. Yeah, it's priming. I, I thought it was pretty good. Walk of shame. <sighs> where we have our listeners correct all of our minor failings. Gadellos. And sometimes each other. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. I love walk of shame. Until, until things pointed out that I get things wrong. Then I get petty and kick things over. 
Well, get your kicking foot ready. Woo, kicking. I'm a kicking. Because there was a listener called Kelly, and she was listening to Podcast 29. Goodness me. This is the one where you were talking about the three Fs, fight, flight, and fornicate. Yes. Now, we've dealt with this we've before. We've dealt, yes, yes. Have I still got more wrong? A little. Just She's just clearing up some misconceptions, mm. because she sees not only that you are wrong, yes. but where you went <gasps> wrong. That's very exciting. Yes. Now, you said there were three Fs. Yes. Fight, flight, and fornicate. Mm-hmm. And I objected because the third isn't a response. And threatened. And we've shown that it wasn't, yes. Now, there are three Fs when threatened. Ooh. Fight, flight, or freeze. Oh. But there are four major human behaviours or behavioural drives, as according to one of her lecturers in mm. 2002. Now, this lecturer also said that the half-life of psychological knowledge is five years. <laughs> so, <we're, laughs> so the maths there are not hard to do. So, but we're down to about 25% chance of this being correct now. Yes. Still correct. Now, uh, there are four Fs in behavioural drives, which are fight, flight, fornicate and feed. But they're not. But they're not all from the same point. They're not. Remember, that's not. We we prove that fornicate's not from the same. system. No, it's not okay. the same system. But uh-huh. they are behavioural drive. The, ah, the, the four, okay. So this is what possibly you heard both of these things. Yes. and blended them ah, together. I understand now. Gotcha. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Here's one for me. Mm-hmm. You were talking about hybrid sex babies. As I did. And, and I said, there's nothing hybrid about a sex baby. All babies are sex babies. <laughs> yes. Now, Scott pointed out that, yes, while all babies are sex babies, mm-hmm. they are also all hybrids of their parents. Ah. So there is something hybrid about sex babies. Every baby is a hybrid sex baby, except for clones. Clones wouldn't be hybrid sex babies. No. So, or and- identical twins. Uh, wouldn't be hybrid sex babies. Well, they'd be hybrids of their parents. It wouldn't be hybrid. They wouldn't be different to each other. No, no, no. But if they if they got together and did some sort of, then they're not identical anymore. You can't have a male. No, no, no. And but if you but if you just switch that, okay, you have identical twins. Yes. Except for the Y chromosome. No longer identical. No, no, no. But yes, yes. But then they wouldn't be a hybrid. They'd be the same. Yes, they would be. You can't. But you can't. Are you saying take the DNA from? Well, one? they're not going to become both. X and Y. You can take chromosomes from two different people, yeah. suck out the nucleus from a male and put another female. They can do this now. Well, you, and, you, and so you can make a baby that was the, the child of, of two, two men. Two, two men, two women, two, two women. Anything you like. Women's probably easier, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah well, you yes. don't have to rebuild a womb. Yes. Um, but that, you can do that. So, But then they wouldn't be a hybrid. That would just be a clone of those two because they are genetically exactly the same. Yes. That would not be a hybrid. Yeah. No, her, That's no, what I'm saying. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. That we've confused oh, I suppose you wouldn't be having sex, though. Uh, that is the, the, the hybrid... Oh, so the hybrid two babies, yeah. or they're hybrid sex babies. You can't have a hybrid... Yeah. You can't have, you have to be a sex you, baby or a hybrid baby. You can't be... No, wait. No, you, you, you can either have a hybrid sex baby or not a, yes. not, a, not sex, not oh, I'm so glad we've worked that out and unconfused the situation. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. And here's another one. We mentioned in Podcast 31 about a gender bias study that was done. And we, it's been pointed out by a, a listener that we weren't really, we didn't really clarify this very well. The study said that professor, uh, well, uh, people will actually grade papers. Uh, am I right here? Yes. Yeah, they'll grade papers better if the name is a male, male name, name over a right. female name. And we didn't, we sort of glossed over the fact, we didn't really kind of go over it very well. What's really interesting about this report is that it makes no difference if that lecturer or the marker was male or female. As in a male will look at a male name and mark them higher uh, because they think that the female name is less competent, but a female marker will mark the mark a uh, male higher because they think the female is less competent. That's fascinating to me. When, when I realised what we, we was actually trying to say, 
say. To me, that's really weird. That's really so. There's something cultural going on there that's, that even women mark other women as less say that other women are less competent than a male counterpart. Hmm. Odd. But that's, that clarifies that one for us. Also in 31, there was talk about the pioneer discrepancy. This is the idea that the pioneer spacecraft is not travelling at the speed it should be travelling at. And we worked it out a long time ago. We didn't work it out. We did a reading a long time ago how the pioneer was the heat from its own reactor was it was, uh, sl- was slowing it down. Yep. It was reflecting off it. But a new paper I read said, no, 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 that's actually wrong. It's actually, it only counts for about 20% of it and the expansion of space accounts for the rest of it. And uh, we got confused, didn't we? Yes, because we, we were like, like but surely it, it would be speeding, speeding, it, speeding up. it up. I'm so glad we worked confused because it does seem like it was all bollocks a listener got in contact with this and who knows what the hell they're talking about and said look this this seems like a very dodgy study from very dodgy people and it's not being that seriously looked at so we did jump the gun we did that thing that people sometimes do is found an exciting headline and jumped to it so it still looks like the pioneer discrepancy is from the engine or at least the reactor of the device the heat that it's giving off anyway is still the main culprit of slowing it down i reckon it's space bugs space bugs that's on the windscreen always if you spot any other problems in any of our podcasts and we haven't picked up on it already please do contact us you can drop into the forums or send it to greg or dan at smart enough well not greg or dan at smart enough greg at smart enough.com <laughs> Or org, Greg at smartenough.org, or Dan at smartenough.org. Send it to one of us because then we can catch the other one out on the day. Or Batman at smartenough.org still gets to me. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Didn't know that was true. Oh, very exciting. All right. So we've got our bunker Mm -hmm. with the light is off. Light is off. There are three switches, but only one of them turns it on. Yes. So I need to be able... And once you open the door, you can no longer flick the switches. You can't open the door and flick them to find out. Yes. Everything fuses at that point. So when I open the door, the Mm -hmm. only state that I can see the room in is either lit up or not lit up. Yes. That would be the only state you could see the room in, yes. So if I flicked one switch, I, I could open up the door and I could see either whether that switch had turned the light on mm-hmm. or whether it was one of the other two switches. Yes. But you must work at exactly which switch. Yes. So if I flipped all three switches, mm-hmm. one, two, three, then when I opened the door, I wouldn't know which one of those three turned it on. Yes, um, but the light would be on. The light would be on. Mm-hmm. So two of the switches don't do anything. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. They're, they're not wired in or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Oh, goodness. Now, if I flicked... Now we'll play some thinking music. Ah. So what I do, what I do is I flick the number one switch. Yes. Yes. And then I pause. And then I wait for about ten minutes. And then I turn that switch off. Right. And then I flick number two switch. I open up the door. Mm -hmm. If the light is on, then uh, it's number two switch. That sounds right to me. If the light is cold, it's number three switch. So and if, if the light if, bulb if the, is... Hang on, if the light was... So if the light was off, you mean still number... So if the light was... Two, yeah. But still, if the light off, was off... So you know it wasn't number two. Yep. Yes. Then it's either one or three. Yes. If I touch the light bulb and it's hot, it yes. was number one because it's been running for 10 minutes and, and it's, it's warm. And, and if it's cold, cold, it's number three. And you've worked it out! Bam! 
Damn! That's how you do it. The trick of that one has nothing to do with the light. The light being on or off. It had to do with the heat of the bulb. I didn't say you couldn't walk in and touch the bulb. Mm -hmm. Now, when I did this one, I also failed that one entirely. Michael, who told me that one, I forgot that you could walk in. I was too busy trying to flick switches. So well done, Dan. And well done, any listener who got that. Did you get it, listener? Did you? Did you get it, listener? Lovely, sexy, and clever listener. If so, please get in contact with us. We'd love to know if you're sexy and clever. Well done. Everyone give Dan a round of applause. Wherever you are right now, clap your hands. Hooray. I can only hear one of you. <laughs> if you have any more riddles, riddle if you have any more so, so, yeah. Batman puzzles, call if them Batman puzzles. If you have any more riddles slash Batman puzzles, please send them to greg at smartenough.org. I like to make Dan work. He's making his brain work. That's actually quite impressive. That's pretty good, Dan. Well done, Dan. Yeah, I only got it up to 80%. That's it. <laughs> I could I could work out I could work it out with four switches. <laughs> I don't think I could actually. I'm not. Oh, I'm it, sure I'll figure it something out. It will change the game entirely. Well quantum, done, quantum states. <laughs> with a lot of the music I bring to the podcast, I try and bring a scientific song every time, and they're normally really obscure things that someone nice person in their basement has made. And, and I mean, of course, they might be giants break that mold, and a few others break that mold as well. But a lot of times, it's just people making music in a geeky scientific way. I find that really fascinating. But this time, this is a mainstream-ish song that I actually heard on the radio on Triple J, the youth-orientated radio station. Well, it's here. not really mainstream, yeah. is it? It's pretty it's mainstream. A, no, it's not, it's not like a proper FM station where it's like, <laughs> welcome back, we've got a story about footballers and a it's game true. about battle of the sexes that's and true. what's that noise? That's true. It's not like that. But it, it, is, a, it is still a, a, a widely respected and listened to radio station by the youth and me, for some reason. And uh, I, there's a song by, by a man named Seth Sentry, which I thought would fit in quite well at this point. And before we listen to this song, just be aware that there's some naughty words in this one that aren't going to be blacked out because it's someone else's work. And I'm not going to black it out. Yep. It's like f***s in there. F*** appears in the song a couple of f***ing times. You're going to believe that. Yo. Oi. It goes science. Yes, science is amazing. But not to me, though, because I'm sick of waiting. I've been patient, I really have, I've been reasonable Now it's time to say what I needed to Dear science, cheers for the iPods, white good, yeah Thank you for the cyborgs Top work on the light bulb, that was quite cold But where's my hoverboard? Yeah, I mean I know you've been missing No hoverboards, just seems a bit pissy I got a brand new computer and a big screen I guess back to the future was a dictate and I can't be the only one Or maybe everyone forgot but I'm holding on uh, The hovercraft was a solid start Should've stuck with it Hoverboard, where the fuck is it? I just wanna let you know you let me down I said I just wanna let you know you let me Robots doing jobs that we don't want Botox women looking more like robots So odd, everybody's getting nose jobs Looking more like aliens with their clothes off Hold up, I just had a new thought What if you were foes that just asked from the future Coming back in time to sightsee Or might be to snatch women Tell them to bring some hoverboards back with me Yeah, when I was a kid I nearly threw a fit I got a skateboard, I was furious like What's the deal, what the hell am I supposed to do with this It's got wheels, yeah I can't clean the cube with this Man, science will sort it out hopefully I don't want to roll around the ground like a nobody I want to soar upon a board made of pure science I'm still saving up my dollars for a hoverboard I just want to let you know you let me down I said I just want to let you know 
The other day I drew a little rough design on a serviette So now all you have to do is make it work and shit Let's get some magnets and a piece of wood and glue them on But I'm not trying to tell you people how to do your job Just keep the drawings and I'll be back in the morning to check Whether you're dawdling, you're sure to win awards You're at the most awesomest idea Since the DeLorean, be sure to try to make one And travel over water with And yeah, I thought I saw him on Beyond 2000 I'm pretty sure that we're beyond that now, man I know I'm rambling, but fucking hell, science I just want a hoverboard before I'm too old to ride it I just wanna let you know you let me down I said I just wanna let you know you let me down yeah. I said when I was just a kid, I'd turn me rage And I was sick about to know and I'm about to dance right. I just wanna let you know you let me they bombarded us with long articles about the Hadron Collider Trying to find the God particle and everybody's arguing about Whether or not to clone people or keep it to farmyard animal shit Double them up, triple them, fuck your discipline Grab a bunch of rabbits and slap all the lipstick on them you want Yeah, make your high heels to match, it's what playing God is for Hoverboard I just wanna let you know you let me down I said I just wanna let you know you let me Seth Sentry's Dear Science. Yeah, I think he's going to be really disappointed when he does get his hands on a hoverboard, or more specifically, his feet on a hoverboard. <laughs> Those things are going to handle like you're riding a giant bar of soap. Well, I really hope... The thing with a skateboard, you've got the wheels going forwards. Mm, mm. You're not going to slide side to side. Not too much, no. And no. you watch him in the... You watch Marty McFly in the movie, and it does swing back and forth it like does. crazy. It does. Really good. But I, my, my problem with it is... I mean, he did give shouts out for the light bulb and that sort of stuff, which is good. I'm glad he wasn't anti-science. But I, I wanted to say to him, and I do... I'm going to say, I'm gonna say right now, Seth Sentry, you seem like a clever man. You've written a song. You, you seem to understand beats. And you probably things. used computers to make it. You probably did. You're probably a clever guy. You, you're not anti-science, but maybe, maybe build a hoverboard. Maybe you're the man, Seth Sentry. Maybe you're the guy who should stop worrying about it and, and complaining and, and not want to wait for a science handout and just go and do it. Go to university, get your engineering degree, bam, hoverboard. Make billions. I liked, um, in 2010... At the beginning of the year, people went, it's 2010, where's my flying car? And mm. then in 2011, people went, it's 2011, where's my flying car? And then some bright spark at the beginning of 2012 went, it's 2012, where's my flying car? I tweeted to the to everyone on the planet using a supercomputer that I keep in my pocket. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, we all we do forget that the future has arrived, and and no one really thought the internet was a thing. As in, no one no one really in the past really wrote about an information system we could all use in our pockets mm. all the time. Except that's, for Douglas Adams. Did he? 
The Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh, Galaxy. Oh, that's, that's not the internet. That's all information onto one machine. That's a different thing again. He, was, he didn't have people going, he, lol, love this chapter, lol, love that chapter, word, I agree. You know, it wasn't, no. No, he had a higher opinion of us than and that. Also, but, but also, he, um, you, you had to work for the company to yeah, change it where you couldn't true. change. No, he didn't. It's close, but not, unfortunately. There was a sub-Ethernet that yeah. was obviously a network that updated this specific book it just because that could just be in a, a like a yeah an update system that just yeah. squirted it down that's not like the internet though no not really no but it was obvious that Stopped that was used for him. other things i know as you well. love him i know you love him unfortunately he didn't he didn't he didn't it's the internet in your pocket though he didn't he didn't oh, that's the best thing ever it is very good and if you've got the internet in your pocket you can listen to and then maybe email dan at smartenough.org or greg at smartenough.org Jump into our forums and have a chat with people on our forums. Argue with them. Agree with them. Be cynical or optimistic. We don't mind. We'll jump in there and, and answer stuff as well, as long as it's science or podcast-based. Follow us on Twitter at at SE2KB. At at, huh? At at SE2KB. At at, at symbol, <laughs> at, capital S, lowercase e, the number two, <laughs> K, not the name, B, not, not the, the insect. That's right. Or on Facebook, of course. You can find our page and like it at facebook.com slash smart enough. And that's it, really. We're not on Google+. Plus. We've ignored Google+. Plus. Aww, so is everyone else. <laughs> we're, 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 we're surfing, a shame. We're surfing the trend of non-interest. <laughs> um, but yes, definitely get in contact. If you've got any other riddles, please tell me. Go to I, our MySpace page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to geocities.com slash smart enough. And ladies and gentlemen, always remember to be interested about the world around you, learn about the world around you, and tell us about the world around you. It's not my genitals, is it? Yes, unfortunately for the frog princess, yes it is. Ah! I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I brought that up. That's pretty weird. But don't worry, don't worry. the biggest tissue in the world. Yeah. The, oh, 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 great. great. Oh, just, this has gone down a very... A, I, what? Oh. This has gone down like a rabbit hole, but stop, not a rabbit stop hole. Mentioning holes. Like an, a literal stop. hole on a rabbit hole rather than a... Stop! Space bugs on my windscreen. Being wrong temporarily is not a problem. Being wrong continually and stubbornly is... Nothing I can say but a total eclipse of the brain. <laughs> 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 <laughs>